How do you do? Won't you come with us on a fishing trip that starts in Norway, then to Iowa, and on to South America? The man in our story came from a line of successful fishermen, but the nature of his catch changed when his heart and mind and life were unshackled. It's past six o'clock, Andreas. We should head back before Mom gets mad. Oh, come on. It won't be dark for another three hours. Well, you heard what she said about fishing on Saturday night. She doesn't believe in working on Sunday. This isn't work. It's fun. I know, but... Oh, careful. The hill's pretty steep. Yeah. Anyway, I know fishing is fun, but you know how Mom is. This lake has the fattest trout around. She'll change her mind once she sees... Whoa! Andreas! Hey, grab my hand! Andreas! Oh, say something! Proclaiming the way, the truth, and the life, this is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories of real people, produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. The midnight sun of summertime casts a warm light over Nordland, Norway. When winter comes, the awesome green glow of the northern lights illuminates the land. Miles of rugged coastline, with fjords that open into the Norwegian Sea, separate each small village. In one of these villages in 1905, the man in our story was born. We'll learn more about it as we hear the true story of Andrew Larson, right now on Unshackled. I was born on my family's farm, a beautiful stretch of land overlooking the ocean. Because of the long winters and short growing season, my father caught fish to supplement his farmer's income. At first, I was one of five children. Then, when the sixth came along, my mother died in childbirth. My father couldn't care for all of us on his own, so he sent me away to live with my aunt. She, like my own parents, was a very devout Christian and took care to teach me the value of strong relationship with God. As the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I was watching you work on the boat today, Andreas. You are really growing into a strong young man. I praise God for that. And for the miracle he performed for you when you were a little boy. What miracle, Aunt Kirsten? You don't remember? One day, you suddenly got very sick with polio. It causes children to be paralyzed. But I'm not paralyzed now. That's the miracle. The paralysis struck your feet. You couldn't move them at all. What happened then? Your parents had a strong faith in the Lord. They brought salt water from the ocean near your farm and heated it over the fire until it was almost hot enough to burn you. Then they poured it into a tub and held your feet in the water while they prayed. Oh, how they prayed for you, Andreas. And then? God answered the prayer. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. You were healed. Praise the Lord. God healed you, Andreas. Never forget it. I was impressed, but it didn't last. And in time, I did forget the story. I always wanted to do things my own way. In the first grade, some of the older boys showed me how to chew tobacco. It made me sick at first, both mentally and physically, but that didn't stop me. Then I graduated to smoking cigarettes. Before long, I was drinking and sneaking out at night. I knew my aunt disapproved of my behavior, but my desires always won. At least, I thought they did. I had a rude awakening when my cousin Newt and I set out to fish for trout in the lake. It was late on a Saturday. Andreas, it's almost six o'clock at night. That's the beginning of the Lord's Day, a day we keep holy. Oh, there's nothing wrong with fishing. And no, Andreas, our people have always been great fishermen. In fact, the Lord Jesus chose some of his disciples from among fishermen. 
but the time to fish is during the week. On the Lord's Day, we worship him and rest. Just wait till you see the fat trout we bring back, Aunt Kirsten. Then you won't have a problem with fishing. Andreas, no matter how fine and fat the trout may be, I will not eat a fish that was caught after six o'clock on Saturday night. If you and Newt fish, you fish for yourselves. But remember, God will not be mocked. We ignored my aunt's words and went fishing as planned. As we crossed the steep hill, I lost my footing and I rolled down the mountainside into the lake, hitting my head in the fall. Although I was unconscious when I struck the water, I remained afloat. My cousin ran down and pulled me out. If it weren't for him, I would have quickly drowned. That ended our fishing trip. That short summer was followed by a long winter. Newt and I had to sail our small boat many miles across the fjord to get groceries. Once on the return trip, we ran into serious trouble. That last wave almost sunk us. Grab the bucket, Andreas, and start bailing. These groceries are weighing us down. She's gone over. Newt, Luf, Luf. get on shore and no rocks. No kidding. Look, Andreas, we're on a snowbank. How did that happen? It must have been a huge wave. It lifted us right over the rocks and dropped us on the snowbank. It's a miracle. We're going to need another miracle soon, Newt. We're both soaking wet and our clothes are frozen stiff. If we don't find another shelter soon, we'll freeze to death. No, I see a light. Do, do you see it right over there? Not too far. Yeah, it's a lighted window. We're close to someone's house. Come on, let's go knock on their door. The people in that house were friendly and offered us a place to stay for the night. For the second time that day, a miracle saved us. I turned 14 soon after that. Today, a boy of 14 is still very much a child, but at this time... It was considered the right age to start making a living. After a while, I faced a great conflict within myself. On one hand, I enjoyed all the worldly activities I'd begun to engage in. I could drink and smoke and curse with the worst of them. At the same time, I knew that my Christian aunt and father were praying for me. My training at home was good enough to make me aware of being bound in sin. And yet so many of those sins gave me great pleasure. My conscience and the Bible both told me that I would be cast into darkness for all eternity if I didn't repent of my sins and receive Christ as my Savior. The conflict was terrible and continued day and night. At last, I decided that the only way to escape was by running away from my relatives and leaving my country. In 1929, I started thinking about moving to America. You know what the Norseman does when he gets to America? He goes at least a thousand miles from the sea and settles down there. How can that be possible? A thousand miles from the sea? Oh, in America, there are places much more than a thousand miles from the sea. That's where you'll find other Norwegians. What are those places? Uh, well, there's uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, and North Dakota, and Iowa. But you can't fish or work as sailors if you live so far from the sea. What do they do? Uh, some are farmers, but others work in cities. Oh, there are many different jobs there. Everybody has a job in America, and all jobs are good ones. Everyone makes a good living in America. That was enough to convince me. 
I'd already decided to get away from everyone I knew because of my convictions about my sinful lifestyle. Now, I was sure that America was the place to go. I went to the immigration office and completed the process. Then it was time to go. I sailed to New York City. I turned out just like the ones my cousin Newt had told me about, moving a thousand miles from the sea before settling down. Fort Dodge, Iowa is almost 1,200 miles from New York, and that's where I went. About eight miles north of the city is the town of Badger. I knew a farmer there named Helga Haskinson, and I spent the last of my money for a taxi cab ride from Fort Dodge to Badger. I arrived with no money and a lot of doubt about why I was there at all. Then Helga came, welcomed me to America and took me to his rented farm. He had to go away on a trip and invited me to stay there at the farm alone while he was gone. We'll hear more of Andrew's story in just a moment. alone like that in a strange new land gave me plenty of time to face myself and think. I had no one to distract my attention from my own problem of sin and salvation, of life and death. All around me was living evidence in nature of the creative hand of God. At midnight, I was home alone and wide awake, sensitive to the influence of the Holy Spirit. In the quiet of midnight, I heard a voice calling to me. Andrew, this is your last call. I'm setting before you the way of life and the way of death. Jesus, I've sinned against you. Please forgive me. Take me. Clean me up, wash me, and give me a new life. Heaven's floodgates of blessing filled my soul and set me free. The battle that had been going on in my heart for so long was over, and I was unshackled. Soon after, I wrote a letter to my father. Dear Dad, I know it seemed impossible, but your prayers have finally been answered. At last, your prodigal son is saved, and I'm God's son too. Tears flowed down my father's eyes as he read my letter. At once he ran to his friend's house to share the good news. Shortly after that, I received my first job offer in America. The offer came from a neighboring farmer. You need the work, Andrew, and you need time to get used to your new life in Christ. What's to get used to? It's wonderful. The Lord has big plans for you. He's going to make you grow in your faith. He's going to ask obedience, and you will learn to obey. I suppose the way I learned was very ordinary, but the Lord often uses ordinary things and people to accomplish his purpose. For work, I drove the neighbor's field horses. It wasn't easy, and I lost my temper on many occasions. Get up! Quit laying back, Dolly. You're letting Babe do all the work. Get up, you good-for-nothing lazy... Take it easy, Andrew. Nice and easy. Whoa now, Dolly. Whoa. That's better. In another ten seconds, you'd have been talking like a sailor instead of a Christian. Well, there are Christian sailors, of course, but you know what I mean. Yes, I know. You're right. I get mad so quick. I'm, I'm sorry. If you have a confession and an apology, make them to God. Come on. Let's have a little word of prayer together. After a time on the farm, I went to a small city in southern Minnesota to start a new job in a packing house. 
My work was unpleasant and messy to say the least, but the wages were very good. In time, I saved enough to buy an old car. The car attracted lots of attention and many opportunities to go back to my old lifestyle. Hi, Andy. Mind if I join you for lunch? No, no, not at all. Have, have a seat. Thanks, Andy. Hey, did I see you driving a new car yesterday? Well, it's not really new. More like a second-hand or maybe third-hand. Well, now that you've got a car, I'll bet you'll be taking out a lot of girls. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I, I just got it so I wouldn't have to walk to church or to work all the time. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Why? You need a ride somewhere? I was thinking you might like to drive me out to visit my friend Rose. She lives 200 miles away, so I hardly ever get to see her. 200 miles? I don't know about that. It's not that far. Not by car, anyway. We can take it in stages. Leave Friday after work, find a place with tourist cabins for the night, get to Rose's sometime Saturday morning. Saturday night, we'll go out, have a few drinks, and when we've slept it off on Sunday, we can start for home. It'll be fun. What do you think? Are you in? I'll think about it. Uh, will you excuse me for a second? Uh, there's someone I have to talk to. Sure. Just let me know, honey. I won't pretend I wasn't tempted, but by now I knew well enough to take my temptations to the Lord. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It might sound funny, but I went into the cooler, bowed my knees, and prayed to God for victory. He gave me the answer, and then I went and told that answer to the woman. It was no. A few years later, I was led to mission work, so I enrolled in a Bible school in Minneapolis. After graduation, I went on to seminary at Fergus Falls. In 1937, I set off for Columbia with a newly organized mission group. Then I met a young woman named Alma. We dated for a while and we got married. She was a proficient and godly woman who worked as both a teacher and a nurse. Besides that, she was a musician and played very well on a folding organ we had. Oh, that was beautiful, Alma. One flat and a slow tempo. That's my favorite kind of music to perform. When you play, I can tell that the Lord is leading you. This, this place has so many people who need a savior. Everyone passing by the mission station can hear you play. We must pray that your music will draw them, and then we must be ready to preach God's word. Some of the people here don't want to hear the gospel. I've seen some dirty looks. I know. The same thing happened to me, but we must be like Nehemiah, who built the walls of Jerusalem and did not allow himself to be distracted from his work. As we present the word of God, we must remember the words of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 55. I remind myself of them at least once a day. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. Alma, play something again. What? I see a man standing outside. I think he's waiting to hear more of your music. Come on, play something. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals. He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home, he who I weary 
tears are pouring down that man's face. Praise God. I need to speak to him. A human soul is at stake. Please, keep playing. <laughs> Por favor, senor. Come inside. We can talk in the little chapel. My friend, Jesus paid the whole price for your salvation. The only way to get saved is to receive God's gift of eternal life to His Son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Trust in Jesus, my friend. It's no coincidence you heard that song just now. Jesus is calling you. That man, father of nine children, knelt with me in the chapel. We wept and prayed together, and heaven came down and glory filled his soul. In 1975, that man went to be with the Lord after 38 years as a child of God trusting in Christ. There have been others over the years, many others, but weaning souls wasn't always an easy feat. On one occasion, on July 20th, 1941, 75 evangelicals were gathered for worship in our chapel. As I closed the service, three people came to the doorway to meet me. Ah, muchachos, mira aquí. Uh, I'm looking for someone. Of course, senor. Is it possible the one you really seek is... Jesus? Jesus? Oh, I know a dozen men with that name. No, senor. I mean, Jesus, the Son of God. Hey, uh, I don't know. Strange. I'm not sure. We must go, senor. It seems we are not in the right place. I later learned that the three men at the doorway were enemies of the gospel who had planned to take my life and the lives of the evangelicals in the assembly. The man I greeted, Pedro, had a pistol in his pocket with his finger on the trigger ready to shoot and kill us. I believe that God stopped him from taking my life. This was just another of his many miracles. For the rest of my life, after being unshackled by the grace of God, I continued to find open hearts and doors among sailors, in the jails, rescue missions, nursing homes, and migrant camps. Like the hymn goes, Jesus led us all the way, led us step by step each day. We will tell the saints and angels as we lay our burden down, Jesus led us all the way. Listening friend. Jesus will lead all the way anyone who comes to him by faith. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Won't you pray with us now? Dear Heavenly Father, I know in my heart that I am a sinner and I repent of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross to forgive me of my sins. Please come into my heart and transform me and lead my life so that I can be more like you. Thank you for your sacrifice and for your promise of eternal life in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you need help in making this life-changing decision to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please get in touch with us. When you do, we'll send you some free literature to help you learn more about what it means to be a Christian. Our email address is unshackled at pgm.org. Visit our website to learn more about this ministry, www.unshackled.org. A listener from Indianapolis writes, 
Dear Unshackled, you are such a blessing. I love your program. And I'm not the only one. My younger sister and my dad and me all love it. Thank you for the wonderful stories. God bless. Well, if these true life stories from real people are inspiring to you, please take a moment to call your station's manager and say, Thank you for broadcasting Unshackled. Crystal Centric Station. Serving the body of Christ. You are listening to Crystal Centric Station. Where listening invites hope. by saying because we know Proverbs chapter 18 21 says this death and life come on are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall what eat the fruit thereof so you and your seed are gonna live by speaking something and we gonna speak favor over their lives you ready Now we're going to declare this. Now get ready because when you say it, it's going to start happening. The moment you declare this, it's going to start happening for you. And then I'd like you to make sure you say it now continuously every day. Because I get up and confess the favor of God surrounds me today like a shield. Say amen to that. And I expect doors to open. I expect folks to call me on the phone and I get a blessing. I expect, come on now. You ready? Say this with me. In the name of Jesus, I decree from this moment forward, I see myself the way God sees me. I am highly favored of the Lord. I am crowned with glory and honor. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am reigning as a king in life through the one man Jesus Christ the Messiah. Now in Jesus name I declare by faith that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment, supernatural increase. I have restoration. I have prominence. I have 
petitions granted, laws changed, policies and rules changed, and battles won which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is on my life. In Jesus' name, every morning when I arise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me and surround me as with a shield, with goodwill and pleasures forevermore. Doors are now open for me that men have said are impossible to open. No obstacle can stop me. No hindrances can delay me. In Jesus' name, I am honored by my Father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I am special to him. I am the object of his affection. I am the apple of his eye. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. In Jesus name, amen. And so be it right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Now give the Lord a praise. fails me all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice You have led me through the fire And in darkness night You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God Of the goodness of God. 
And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God God is Friday. Good morning. How are you doing? What an honor to connect with you yet again. We've had some awesome time throughout the weekend. It's a joy to come yet again to be a blessing to you. Today I bring you a subject simply captioned failure. <laughs> Monday I said it's okay to dream. Tuesday I said when you dream make sure you add enthusiasm to it. Wednesday I said when you add enthusiasm to it make sure you are an example. You're setting good example and then I came back Thursday to say well when you dream and you're enthused about it and you show example you must excel. And then today I'm here saying that you know what look at failure too. Don't let failure keep you down. Rise again when you fail. <laughs> and I'll get into that in a little bit. Father, we thank you for the privilege to have gathered to hear your word. Your word is light. Your word is power. This word will bring illumination to us. It would help us even to walk in life according to your perspective for us in all we do. I pray that you speak through me, sweet Holy Spirit. You will bless the lives of your children today, even through me, because the word is coming and the word has the power to do so. Thank you for every ear that's connected in jesus name amen 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 bless your heart so you heard the flow from dreams to enthusiasm to example to excellence and now to failure why failure look at the scripture in proverbs 24 verse 16 proverbs 24 verse 16 says for though the righteous fall seven times they rise again are you the righteous yes you are if you're born again believer you are righteous Praise Jesus. You see, occasional mistakes, we all make them, don't we? Occasional setbacks, disappointments, and failures. And failures. Can I say that again? And failures are the price that we must pay for taking risks and trying new things. Yeah, yeah. Even the best intention plans sometimes go astray. Oh, haven't you noticed that? And when they do, you know what? We must never lose our faith. And I'll tell you why. We must not label ourselves as failures. Instead, we should pick ourselves up, dust off ourselves, and rather learn from our mistakes. Instead of sitting down and crying and, and calling yourself names like failure, you don't amount to anything, you are a disgrace. You Hey, 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 cool down, cool down, cool down, cool down, cool down. When you fail, it's not the end of the life. Don't label yourself as a failure. Pick yourself up, dust off yourself. Learn from your mistakes. Re-engage with life. Oh, praise God. Have you encountered a recent setback? I hope you learned something from it. I have learned the hard way how to do certain things. Yes, I'm now applying a lot of wisdom in certain areas of my life. And it had to happen for me to learn from it. If you have experienced a recent failure as you listen to the sound of my voice, remember that God still has big plans for your life. Don't think that, oh, because you failed, God has forgotten about you. No, 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 no. Proverbs 24, 16, I told you, says, For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. Are you rising or you are in the blanket crying, oh God, oh God. <laughs> if you have experienced a failure today or before or in recent times, 
God still has big plans for you. And whilst you're waiting for those plans to be made manifest or to unfold, you better get up and keep working. Now, re-strategize. Above all, keep praying. Pray. Keep the faith. Ask for direction. The Lord can build a road through the wilderness. His word says so. So I don't know what you're going through. Even yours, he can turn it around. He has a specialty in doing that. See, in God's economy, nothing is wasted. Even through failure, we learn a lesson in humility, which is probably needed. It might be painful, but it's needed. You had to experience that. Yes, you had to. Though it was painful, it was to teach you a certain lesson. No matter how badly we have failed, we can always get up and begin again. Can I hear you say amen? Our God is a God of new beginnings. Praise God. See, mistakes, hear me, offers the possibility for redemption and a new start in God's kingdom. No matter what you are guilty of, God can restore you. God can restore you. No amount of falls will really undo us if we keep picking ourselves up after each one. Quote from C.S. Lewis. I love it. Those who have failed miserably are often the first to see God's formula for success. Those who have failed miserably are often the first to see God's formula for success. I agree with Erwin Lutzer. Bill Bright says, goals are worth setting and worth missing. We learn from non-successes. Yes, we learn from non-successes. It is said that a winner is the one who has failed a lot of times and got angry. Yeah, got angry and said, hey man, let me use a different approach. And for you as a child of God, go to God straight and talk to him. Say, Father. Perhaps I did not listen to you. Grant me wisdom. He says we should come to him when we lack wisdom. He will give it to us freely. In Proverbs 15 verse 31 it says, If you listen to correction to improve your life, you will live among the wise. 2 Corinthians 4 8 says, We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair. Oh, may that be your testimony. Second Chronicles 15, 7 says, But as for you, be strong. Don't be discouraged, for your work has a reward. And I'm speaking to you. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalm 30, verse 5. Let me summarize my word for month today and say, Failures are inevitable. Your response to them is optional. You can always find a way to turn a stumbling block into a stepping stone. And that's what you should do. I take it again. Failures are inevitable. Your response to them is optional. You can always find a way to turn a stumbling block into a stepping stone. And that's what you should do. Okay. Say I hear you Uncle Fifi. May the good Lord add blessings to his word. Thank you for hearing me out. I trust that this week has been impactful with all the word for Monday has been shared on the Good Start broadcast right here on the Christocentric station. Please keep on praying for us, keep encouraging us, and keep on living the life that God has intended for you. Is that okay? Even when you fail, rise up by grace. You will make it with the Lord on your side. Hallelujah. Make sure you learn the lessons thereof. Is that okay? Well, before I go, let me just keep you updated on the programs coming up. Got willing today on the Crystal Centric Station at 9 a.m. Bernie's Affair is taking over special requests with an album by Grace. You will love that album. Right after 10.30, we bring you African Praise Mix at 12 noon. It's all about the Christocentric jazz. At 2 p.m. is Fresh Tunes. 4 p.m. time with your favorite artist today features M.O.G. 
Pastor Nanaya Boache, Oh, be lifted above all other gods. Okay, his album titled New Wine, it was his first album. Hear the songs on it and see how far God has brought him. Remember, right after we bring you the Gospel Drive tunes, at 8 p.m., we'll bring you Unshackled, Dramatized True Life Stories, and then at 9 p.m., Word in Season, Dr. Abel Damina shares on the revelation of God's love. This whole week, you notice the word in season has been focusing on the love of God. We need you to understand how much you're loved, okay? God loves you. You must know his word. You must understand his love for you so that you can live as a loved child without an enemy messing around with you. Praise God. I pray for you as you go into the weekend that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Any activity of the evil one assigned against your life, we commanded bounding chains. As a matter of fact, we charge the angels of the Lord that excel in strength, might, and power to keep charge over you, to protect you, to preserve you. And we are back going on Monday. But keep enjoying the programs on the Christocentric stage. You remember, over the weekend, is non-stop music back to back. I want you to recommend Christocentric station to somebody. When you do, they will be blessed. The content here is blessed. There is always a testimony that will lead them to the saving knowledge of Jesus and so just allow them to come in. Perhaps they will be saved and you'll get a crown. How about that? May God's grace see all of us through every life's race with an extra pace no enemy can chase. Have a fruitful weekend. Cheers! Christocentric station. Enjoy.
to Centric Station. Enjoy. I want to pronounce this blessing upon you today, and it is a benediction of blessing. I decree and declare, this is the day the Lord has made. Since every good gift comes from God, I speak that this day is both good and perfect. May your day bring you divine opportunities, and may it be filled with strategic encounters. May it be filled with wonderful surprises, supernatural breakthroughs, and miracles. May the best of your today become the worst of your tomorrows. May this moment become your defining moment, marking the ending of a sad, depressing, discouraging history and the beginning of a prosperous, debt-free, disease-free, depression-free destiny. May you forever live under an open heaven. May God give you a strategy for prosperous and successful living. May you be well acquainted with your heritage where you come from, with your inheritance, what you were born into, with your identity, who you are, with your purpose, what you were born to be, with your destiny, where you are going, with your vision, what you see yourself accomplishing within your lifetime, with your mission, why you do what you do, the reason, the intention for you doing that, with your assignment, what you should be doing when you get there, with relationships, who 
you should be doing it with when you get there. The people that add value to your life with resources, with what you should be doing it with, with timing and your gifts and your abilities. Uh, your timing is when you should be doing what you're doing. Uh, I pronounce a benediction upon you that God would give you a strategy, give you the ability to know what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. And then finally, I pronounce a blessing upon you and this benediction that you will leave a legacy, that you will leave something for the next generation to know that you did it. I pronounce this benediction upon you that you will live in a prosperous, healthy environment. May God prosper the works of your hand. May everything you touch turn into prophetic goal. May your life forever reflect the shimmer of God's glory and divinity. May your life be blessed with all good things. May joy, peace, prosperity, and success be as abundant as the stars at night. May friendship, favor, affluence, influence, happiness, support, beauty, purpose, direction, and abundant living be your constant companion. May you be unconditionally loved, celebrated, revered, appreciated, and honored beyond measure and human comprehension by all. May God grant you true, lasting, mutually beneficial relationships, friendships, association, alliances, partnerships, and support. May you make Make a difference in this world. May you have the courage to make your mark and leave your footprint in the sand of time. May your name and good works be memorialized. May your children fulfill their purpose and maximize their potential. May they have favor with God and man. May your creations, inventions, products, goods, services be in high demand globally. May God firmly place you at a comparative advantage. May you distinguish yourself amongst the great, the influential, the powerful. May your good name precede you. May your goals be achievable. May God grant you wisdom for successful negotiations. May all that is owed to you be released to you now. May your blessing uh, like the stars be too numerous to count. May health and wealth walk with you hand in hand. May your victories be as abundant as the grain of sand. May lack and struggle be a distant memory of the past. May you subdue your enemies. May you be fruitful in all of your endeavors. May God grant you multiple streams of income. May you navigate these streams with an anointing that gives you business savvy. May economic and financial tides turn in your favor. May abundant wealth be transferred into your hands. May the title deeds for commercial, real estate, and prime property be placed in your financial coffers, your chambers and treasury. May your income always be greater than your expenditure. May you be more than happy to underwrite your government's budget by paying your taxes. May you have so much more money than needed for your day-to-day -day expenses. May you always have more than enough to give. May you become a humanitarian, given to those who can never repay the favor. May you give a tenth of your earnings to a charitable non-profit organization whose focus is on helping the less fortunate, the orphan, the widowers, the homeless, the destitute, and helpless. May your bank accounts be filled. May your pocketbook never run dry. May you consider a million dollars pocket change. May daily compounding interest favor your investment. May your words be recorded, published, distributed, and bought. May God divinely increase and prolifically bless you. May your network and net worth increase profoundly. May you be resourceful. Everything you need will be available to you when you need it. May your blessings come upon you and overtake you. May your success confound your and overwhelm your enemies. May they become speechless as their tongues cleave to the roof of their mouth in disbelief. May you experience overnight success. May you live in an Edenic state of mind and dwell in your prophetic Goshen. May God release divine angelic escorts to safely lead you into the promised land. May your head never lack fresh oil. May your mouth be filled with spontaneous praise. May your hands never 
lack productivity. May your mind never lack witty million dollar ideas and creative billion dollar inventions. May your spirit be filled with God's abundant and divine presence. May your soul never lack joy and peace. May your heart never lack courage. May your feet never lack progress. May the light of God's word forever light your pathway. May you blaze new trails. May you run through troops and leap over walls. May you discover new horizons as you become the Christopher Columbus of your discipline, your industry, your profession, and your chosen field. May music and laughter fill your house. May your home be a haven of peace. May wealth and riches be in your house. May God dissolve the pain of yesterday so that it will never appear again tomorrow. May the abundance of the sea be converted unto you. May every good seed you planted last season yield a fruitful harvest this season. May your activities be synchronized and syncopated to heaven's rhythm. May you know God in his fullness. May he grant you pleasure and power. May greatness be your portion. May you live your life in such a way that all the world will know that it is blessed because of your presence in it. May you experience supernatural increase. May you live in a mortgage-free mansion. May you own Fortune 500 type companies and businesses. May your wealth outlive all future generations. May your loved ones be favored. May they never become homeless or lack bread to eat. May they have the comparative advantage. May they set honorable goals and outperform their competition. May they live on the competitive edge. May they perceive and capitalize on opportunities. May they optimize their potential. May they maximize their educational disciplines. May routine and consistency remain as an integral part of their lifestyle. May your relationships be mutually beneficial. May you be settled with who you are and what you are called to do. May you never settle for less than what you deserve. May you expect only the best for your life. May you continuously raise the bar and push the envelope on your life's performance. May you outperform your competition. May you think big and always outside of the box. May you practice discipline, routine, and remain focused. May you set plausible goals and reach them. May you live drug-free, drought-free, debt-free, disease-free, drama-free, depression-free. May excellence be the signature upon all you do and say. May you become all that God will have you to become. May God supply all your need according to his riches in glory. May his spirit be your companion. May Jesus forever be your Lord and Savior. May you become the head and not the tail. May you forever be the first and not last. May you forever be above only and not beneath. May you be strengthened in the inner man. May you continue to dream big. May you awaken every morning to live the life of your dreams. May you live a humble life of gratitude and thanksgiving, knowing that he which began the good work in you will complete it, for faithful is he that calls you to this realm of success and prosperity, and it is he who will also do it. I speak this benediction of blessing upon your life in the name of Jesus. According to Genesis 28, 3-4, And the God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayst be a multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, to thy seed with thee, that thou mayst inherit the land whereinto thou was a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. According to Ephesians 3, 20-21, Now unto him that is able to do the exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all age, world without an amen. According to Psalm 129, verse 8, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. And according to Numbers 6, 24 to 26, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.